This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking Holy Grail. It's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, good morning, Vietnam. What the fuck does it do? What up, y'all? Welcome to the GTFOH podcast, episode number 25. It's your boy, Recognize. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy, Billy Baggins if you're nasty. We back up in this motherfucker. Oh, man, I'm in the middle of a comeback week. Last week, I said I was going to kick the week in the dick. I was like, yo, this week is my bitch. And then about Tuesday or Wednesday-ish, probably right after last week's show, I got kicked in my dick. And it everything just fell the fuck apart. All the workout plans, gone. Start eating like shit. I was stress eating. Ugh. I was like just stressed out by tasks and work and shit I got to do. Oh, it was just everything. The walls are closing in on your boy. But we're in the middle of a comeback. And there's no better time to come back than episode number 25. Mm, the big old round 25. I love it. We're still here, still doing our thing, still cursing and blinding to this crazy, crazy world. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck a doodle do. You know what time it is? Um... I gotta say, what's up to the monthly supporters? You know the new deal. If I pronounce your name correctly, you will get a 25% off uh, coupon for recshop.com for all your GTFOH merchandise needs. So uh, that's only if I get your name right. Most likely, I will get it wrong. So shout out to the monthly supporters. You are the reason we can keep this show going because the corporate sponsors are too scared to fuck with us. So you are the corporate sponsors. So let me give a shout out to everybody. Uh, Chris Topher, Cara Bajel, Jessica Johnson, Declan Johnston, Lucas Stuaven, Vinuj Sutherakaran, Kalaya Kar. <laughs> Um, Pool Rayed, uh, Kate Weil, Amanda Churchan, uh, Dillon Shekelford, uh, Samantha Robinson, Julio Martinez, Kude Elmer, Jaya Cesaro. Latasha May Hugh. That one's probably pretty close. <laughs> Robert uh, Rusu. Rusu. Sidlak. Kusi Rubens. Priscilla Palakios. Rende 
Coton, Brandane Moulin, Denise J.P. Gagnet, Austin Chenoweth, Chenoweth, and Norman Joseph Pien Birthday, the 19th and a half. Shout out to you guys, the monthly supporters. You guys are the best, keeping us going, keeping us fuck, fuck, fuckity fucking through this fucking pandemic. What a crazy, crazy world we're living in. All right, so I'm kicking ass. I'm taking names. I'm not giving a flying fuck. Um, This week is the listening party for Meridian 3, Pressure Point Meridian 3, the third EP from my Pressure Point album. Very excited about it. We're doing some cool shit over at Patreon, uh, the Wrecking Crew. We got a listening party, which is going to be one week uh, early, exclusive, listen to the whole project, and then we're going to do a QA and a after that, uh, talk some shit. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. The live streams are becoming a very therapeutic uh, portion of my week. So every Friday night, we're doing live streams, and then we're doing some writing sessions on other days. But the Friday nights are really becoming, I'm really enjoying them. It's a really good vibe. We play music. We talk shit. uh, We do Q&A. We just, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun, and it's becoming very therapeutic for me. But this week's going to be extra special because we are going to preview my new EP from top to bottom, and then we're going to talk about it, and then we're just going to play a bunch of music and just eat shit and drink tequila. It's going to be great. So if you are a member, look out for that. It's Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you're not and you want to join up, come holler at us. It's patreon.com forward slash W-R-E-K-O-N-I-Z-E. Recognize. Um, Come holler at your boy. It's a great time to join because we got a bunch of stuff going on this month. A lot of uh, very fun, fun events. So come holler at us. Um, In the meantime, yes, I've seen the video. Involving the Floridian guy and the semi-truck And we are going to fucking talk about it Everybody in a mama sent that shit to me Everybody short of my own mama sent that shit to me And I'm pretty sure she's probably about to send it to me any moment Uh, So let's not waste any time Because I ain't got a ton of it I got shit to do Let's talk about it Give me some head Lines Getting, 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 getting I was getting some head Getting, getting some head Lines Getting some head at 11 pay more at the grocer but getting less will tell you how to get the most the fuck are you doing We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Yeah, alrighty, let's get right into it. If you are one of two people that is going on the first commercial uh, commercially built and operated U.S. spacecraft and you f- fucking go up, you do a whole mission, it's fucking great and then you make it back to Earth, you're gonna celebrate, you just survived, you're touched down, you're sitting in the ocean waiting to get picked up, what you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, if you said prank phone call, you are absolutely fucking right. You are absolutely right because these NASA astronauts say that they made prank calls from the SpaceX crew Dragon. Alright? Um... And then they said that the phone bill should go to Elon Musk, of all people. You've made uh, history 
congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, so that is Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin. They just touched down um, from making the first commercially built and operated U.S. space journey uh, to ferry them between Earth and the International Space Station. Then they landed in the Gulf of Mexico, and in between touching down or splashing down and being picked up, uh, NASA's Doug Hurley and his crewmate Bob Benkin had a satellite phone at their disposal after splashdown. Uh, this is on Sunday. At a press conference later that day, Hurley filled the crew in on what they did with their spare time as they floated around. And um, Hurley said, Five hours ago, we were in a spaceship bobbing around making prank satellite phone calls to whoever we could get a hold of, Hurley said, which was kind of fun, by the way. Hurley suggested the satellite phone bill should go to SpaceX founder Elon Musk, who was sitting nearby. Um, Hurley and Benkin didn't elaborate on the content of the prank calls, but here's hoping they tried to order a pizza. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm reading off the fucking article that, you know what I'm saying? These people are trying to be funny. No, a CNET. No, don't be funny. You're not funny. Um, so yeah, they did some prank call phone calls, which I guess is kind of funny. Uh, but really it's about who they called. Like, who did they call? And then like, did they have phone? Like who, who did they have? I mean, they had a satellite phone, so they had to know the numbers by heart, right? Like, or did they, you know what I'm saying? They have a phone book in there. I don't know how that works. Um, I mean, yeah. How many people could they really prank call other than like friends and family? I would guess. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> SpaceX's Crew Dragon successfully made it through the historic Demo 2 mission as part of NASA's commercial crew program. SpaceX and NASA hope to start regular operational missions to the ISS later this year, which could mean more prank calls coming in the future. Um, hey, nah, but all bullshit aside, all jokes aside, Amazing. I watched the launch. I didn't watch the when they splashed back down because I, I wasn't up on that information. But I did watch them take off and that shit was fucking amazing. I felt like, um, you know, like like they did back in the day watching the fucking, you know, the moon launch or whatever, you know, or any of those space launches. I don't really I can't really recall any of them off the top of my head. But you know what I'm trying to fucking say. Um, no, nah, I thought it was dope, man. I thought it was dope. I, 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 especially because I've been around people that have been on tour and you know they these people will remain nameless but you know i've been around people that think the earth is flat and that i've i've also been told that satellites don't exist and that space itself doesn't even exist um so as someone who doesn't buy into none of that shit i i just thought it was dope and and i also watched the launch and i'm just like so what are we watching right now i wanted to just like call up every one of those people i had a debate with about fucking space to say so what is this that we're watching? This is an elaborate ass hoax because these dudes are flying. They're going somewhere. They are fucking going somewhere. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad they made it back in one piece and then pranked phone called some people, which was just weird, I guess. But um, cool. All right. Good story. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Well, you know that the world is pretty much uh, going to shit. Um, we are all aware of that now. We're all feeling the vibes, right? I mean, it's just every day. There's like no end in sight to none of this bullshit. And if you, you know, and then the world's throwing in like extra salt into this little like casserole of shit that we're fucking baking in. And, you know, there's like murder hornets, you know, that kind of stuff. And then hurricane. Oh, there's still a hurricane in there. A little dash of hurricane. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, if you wanted to add in a little bit of extra 
extra flavor into your shit casserole. Get ready for psychotropic fungus that um, has infected zombie cicadas. So let me let me rephrase that. It's zombie cicadas. No, no, that's not right. It's psychotropic fungus infected zombie cicadas. No, I was right the first time. God damn it. Yes, get ready for it. It's hard to fucking say, but it's going to be not hard to fucking be worried about. Um, basically, uh, if you thought the murder hornets were something, get ready for this. There's been a resurgence of cicadas infected with the parasitic fungus Masospora, which causes them to resort to trickery to entrap other victims. While murder hornets cruelly decapitate bees, fungus-infused cicadas are bee horror movie next level, say researchers. The fungus has chemicals that include compounds similar to those found in hallucinogenic mushrooms. Hello. Um, damn, all right, let's get it. Let's get it popping. Uh, Mosospora manipulates male cicadas into flicking their wings like females, which is a mating invitation, which then tempts unsuspecting male cicadas and then infects them. Once they're infected, the males go rogue, even as the fungus acts like a sort of leprosy. The fungus causes cicadas to lose their limbs and eccentric behavior, behavior sets in. Males try to mate with everything they encounter. Hello. Uh, thank you. Although the fungus has consumed their genitals and their butts. Damn. They try. They out there trying to fuck. Um, the researchers said last year when they first started studying the phenomenon, despite the horrid physical state of infected cicadas, they continue to roam around freely as if nothing's wrong, dousing other cicadas with a dose of the disease whenever they come into contact. Goddamn! Zombies! These are fucking zombie cicadas! Um, Massospora spores replace the cicadas' genitals, but an abdomen that then wear away like an eraser on a pencil. Um, in essence, they become flying salt shakers of death. Uh, this year, um, as we're already in a horror movie, they're fucking back. The dedicated West Virginia cicada files have published their latest research, Behavioral Betrayal, How Select Fungal Parasites Enlist Living Insects to Do Their Bidding. Scientists have known about the fungus for about a hundred years, according to the University of Connecticut, but the behavioral insights are much newer. Between two and five percent of the insects are infected as nymphs while they incubate underground. In addition to entrapping fellow cicada males, the infected males also go after the cicada ladies. The diseased males, because you know, they can't just let the ladies off the hook. The diseased males will also attempt to copulate with the uninfected females, exposing them to even more spores. Oof. Got the burn. The infection results in the insect's abdomen becoming distended as it fills with powdery white fungal spores, eventually to the point of bursting open, alien style, or falling off altogether. When the abdomen falls off, the genitalia are lost with it. Damn. No, there's no disease worse than a disease where you lose your dick. Come on. What the fuck? If your dick falls off, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the worst shit ever, right? I mean, I know there's probably, you. everyone on the internet is like, no, there's something worse than that. I'm going to tell you right now, there's something much worse. No, I don't want to hear it. If your dick falls off, that's it. It's terrible. It's the worst shit I ever heard of. <laughs> um, so, yeah, genitalia is lost with it, but that doesn't stop the cicadas and their eager quest to fucking copulate. Um, in short, Massaspora turns the cicadas into hypersexed energizer bunnies with a bait and switch tactic from hell. 
Um, so these are out here. So get ready for these. All right. So now we have um, fucking dickless mushroom fucking mushroom high, uh, you know, mushroom addicted zombie cicadas out there in the fucking world. Otherwise known as flying salt shakers of death. So enjoy your nature, folks. Get the fuck out of here. Now, speaking of nature, <laughs> yes, killer segue. Speaking of nature and when nature calls, you might have heard of um, the North Korean dictator. His name is Kim Jong-un. You may have seen his uh, one movie. I think it's called Team America, World Police. Um, I don't know why this is a headline, but this is a fucking headline. Welcome to 2020, bitch. Kim Jong-un travels around with his own personal toilet to protect his feces. <laughs> Ah, 2020 undefeated. Whether he's meeting Donald Trump in Singapore or watching a missile being fired into the sea of Japan or firing off his own missile, Kim Jong-un doesn't leave home without his own personal toilet. The North Korean dictator doesn't trust any other toilet and he is said to travel with several of them including ones built into an armored mercedes and specially uh and special vehicles designed for travel over mountainous terrain or snow mm. while many of his citizens lack even the basic uh the most basic amenities at home my man kim he ain't stressing that shit it's not that he has public toilet anxiety it's all part of his plan to protect his feces from falling into the wrong hands. Sources close to the Kim dynasty have told how it would be, quote, unthinkable for the hermit state's so-called supreme leader to use the loo, uh, otherwise known as toilet, alongside everyday North Koreans and his stools cannot be left behind because, quote, they contain information about his health status. <gasps> oh no. Anyone caught using one of his personal toilets, which are managed by his bodyguards, could be sentenced to death. Holy shit. Man, I don't know what's worse, to be sentenced to death for using Kim Jong-un's personal shitter or to be one of the bodyguards like, hey, man, so what, 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 what are you doing these days for work? Oh, um, I'm Kim Jong-un's toilet guard. Oh, cool. Do you go to school for that or how does that work? Uh, it's said that a luxury Mercedes in Kim's convoy in Singapore, where he met the U.S. president for a historic sit-down in June 2018, had a built-in toilet in case nature called while a dictator was on the go. He also has a private toilet on his heavily fortified train, which he uses to travel around North Korea and to pass destinations such as China, Russia, and Hanoi, where he met Trump in February 2019. When Kim flew to Singapore for the 2018 summit, one of three Soviet airplanes carrying the North Korean delegation contained a bulletproof Mercedes and a portable Mercedes that will deny determined sewer divers insights into the Supreme Leader's stools. Alright... Uh, earlier this year, there were claims that Kim was either dead or suffering from serious health problems after he disappeared from public view for a few weeks, only to resurface during a visit to a fertilizer plant. If he had any serious health problems or was taking medication, they could be detected during an examination of his feces, which is why he travels with his own shitter. Um, it sounds extreme, but apparently, according to this article, it's not that far-fetched. Over the years, there have been various claims of intelligence agencies secretly collecting or attempting to collect the shit of foreign leaders, including Soviet's presidents, to find out if they were ill or weak. Damn! 
So if you think you got bad on the job or you're like, oh, man, I just got, you know, I just got hired here and they're all like treating me rough because I'm the new guy. There is a new guy at the CIA that's been tasked with trying to collect a little bit of fucking Kim Jong-un's fucking dingleberries or, you know what I'm saying, or Vladimir Putin's, you know, Putin's, you know. Uh, So just know that it can always be worse. You could be a shit collector for the CIA. Uh, in 2015, the defector-run Daily NK website said Kim travels with a mobile restroom built into one of the vehicles in his convoy, whether he carries out inspections of military bases or factories. The restrooms are not only in Kim Jong-un's personal train, but whatever small or mid-sized cars he's traveling with, even in special vehicles that are designed for mountainous terrain or snow. Um, there you go. Kim Jong-un can take a shit any fucking place anywhere anytime that he fucking so desires all right bowling <laughs> oh man can you imagine what his mcv cribs would be like that shit would be fucking tight and here's my shitter uh yeah i don't know how to do north korean accent so i should just do it like this and here's my shitter like remember i said i like to do country accents only uh kim jong-un yeah uh so yeah kim jong-un there you go 2020 baby just know that Next time you have to go to the bathroom really bad and there's nowhere for you to go, just be like, damn, Kim Jong-un has it so good. He could just go right now and take a shit right now, wherever he wants. Fuck. Get the fuck out of here. All right, we're going across the pond for this one to the Daily Star. To the Daily Star. Police officer who performs sex acts on married sergeant at work facing sack. The Daily Star knew exactly what the fuck they were doing when they wrote this whole article and this headline. And whoever wrote this shit probably was dying the whole time they were fucking reading it. Police officer who performed sex acts on married sergeant at work facing sack. (laughs) The South Wales PC Gemma Dix. Hello. 28 years old. Oh, Gemma Dix. Allegedly had a 10-month fling with Sergeant Adam Reed. 40. Oh, my stepdad's last name is Reed. Hey. These are your people. It's the Reed family. Or Ryed. Uh, 40 years old Sergeant Adam Reed. And the pair hooked up at uh, Cardiff Central Police Station and other places as well. <clears throat> Gemma Dix uh, allegedly carried out sex acts at various locations and dates with her sergeant. Uh, Sergeant Reed is also accused of carrying out sex acts with PC Dix at the station and during the middle of their alleged affair in May 2018 of having sex with another unnamed serving PCSO while on duty. Sergeant Reed is fucking getting it on in this motherfucker. The senior officer who has since left, oh no, he left. He left South Wales Police is also accused of secretly taking pictures of another female officer's feet. (laughs) Oh man, I fuck with this guy, Sergeant Reed. Both face a disciplinary hearing with bosses at the force for discreditable, discreditable conduct. Damn, PC Dick's getting it in on the job. Um... Reed is accused of three charges of discreditable conduct, including when another female officer was due to take a statement from PC Dix in his office. Uh, His charge states, while this officer was sitting in his office addressing that matter, he used his mobile telephone to take a number of photographs of her feet. Damn. Let me find out. PC Dix kind of, kind of all right, though. She looks kind of, she looks, she looks naughty. All right. Uh, Yeah. Damn. Taking pictures of the bitch's feet, though, while she wasn't looking. Creepy. Um, 
PC Dix's father also worked. PC Dix. I just want to say PC Dix mad times. <laughs> PC Dix reporting for duty. Uh, PC Dix, whose dad was also an officer, will go before a disciplinary committee next week. When her father, Mark Dix, 53 years old, died four years ago, she asked if she could have his old caller number, PC1115. At the time, she said, I'm chuffed to bits. It's not something that might mean much to many people, but it means so much to me. She took her, then she proceeded to take her fucking father's number and then just fuck the, fuck the office sergeant. Mm. Um, there you go. You always got to watch out for these PC dicks. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Yeah. Um... There it is. I only picked up a few headlines I really felt like talking about this week because I don't know, man. It's crazy out here. <laughs> um, uh, you know what What really happened, though? I, I started to see how many headlines I had from Florida this week, and I was like, this I got to I gotta do less stories on the, on the main headlines because Florida is just trying to take over the whole fucking show. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your Florida, Florida segment and get the out out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops. So get on the Florida is Florida. And also get on Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Let's fucking talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, a video of a man on the turnpike. Um, there's really not a lot to talk about in this video, though. Really, it's just a man jumped onto a semi truck. Um, and then clung to the fucking windshield of the semi-truck. And then some people were videotaping, seeing this whole thing go down. And then the, the truck driver was just like, man, I need to get this crazy motherfucker off my windshield. And he was just swerving left and right, trying to like shake the dude off. And the dude is sitting there like yelling. The people pull up next to him and they're like, call the police, call the police. And then everybody's laughing. And then that's it. And then there's a second video of a cop, uh, a state trooper, pulling the truck over and arresting the guy on the windshield. And then still, I don't think any fucking, I haven't seen any backstory come out about this. Um, I haven't seen shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. This guy must have been on some serious shit. You remember when they had the face eater in Florida? This felt like kind of like that situation. Um, still haven't seen any fucking update. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Welcome to Florida, everybody. <laughs> oh man. Welcome to Florida. I'll let you know when we get, when we get a fucking, when we get an update on that one. But as far as we know now, for some reason, some man dressed in like a skimpy, he looked like he was in underwear and a tank top, uh, just jumped onto the hood of a fucking semi truck. And then they, be they began, they proceeded to fucking shoot, uh, Terminator five, um, T2000 trillion or whatever. Fucking, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say about it because the, <laughs> what else is there to fucking say? Uh, that's it. Welcome to Florida, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go. Let's do more. Let's 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 really get into this. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Let me just shake that silliness off for a second because we're going to take a dark turn for a quick minute here. Um, this one is kind of crazy. So but we got to talk about it because it's definitely get the fuck out of here worthy. It's just not as zany as our first fucking Florida offense. Um, an employee at a Florida Burger King was murdered because... Apparently, someone didn't receive their order fast enough, which seems like a ludicrous fucking explanation for why somebody would get killed. Um, it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, 22-year-old Desmond Joshua was allegedly shot in the parking lot of an Orlando, Florida Burger King by Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes, uh, th- who's 37. Uh, damn, he's my age. So this past Saturday, because... A woman he knew got tired of waiting for her drive through order. Uh, the unnamed woman was refunded $40 and asked to leave by Burger King employees. She reportedly got out of her car and screamed about getting her man to come to the fast food joint. The woman lived up to that threat, driving away only to reportedly return later with Rodriguez Tormez, who sought out Joshua for a fight. Jesus Christ, really? An arrest report noted the two tussled in the parking lot with Rodriguez Tromez placing Joshua in a headlock before being separated by a witness. Then he said, you got two seconds before I shoot you. Rodriguez Tromez allegedly told Joshua uh, before he went to his truck to get a gun, returning and pulling the trigger. Rodriguez, uh, oh, Joshua was transported to hospital where he later died. Rodriguez Tormez was hit with three charges, murder, destruction of evidence, and weapons possession. God damn, people out here losing their motherfucking minds. Come on. What the fuck? Um, wow, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, senseless, senseless, senseless. Like, really? That's this, this is where we're at? I mean, I know people are stressed to the limit, but come on, lady. Really? Like... You couldn't just like wait a minute extra or you, I don't know. I don't even know how I got to this point, but I know that nobody needed to die over this shit, which is fucking sad. And the kid working there was 22 years old. I don't give a fuck. He could have said, hey, fuck your fucking McMuffin bitch. I'm going to spit in this shit. He still doesn't deserve to be fucking shot. Um, man. And now, yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, Kelvis Rodriguez Tormez is out of there. I hope he enjoyed freedom while it lasted. Get on the floor. <laughs> man. Um, August 3rd, an 82-year-old Florida retiree busted for drunk driving after wrecking his golf cart, claimed that Donald Trump drove him to drink. There you go. There's a little bit more of the zany, uh, hilarious Florida that we've, you know, come to know and love. Investigators say that Carrie Devan, Carrie D. Van, a former IBM manager, wrecked his ride early Thursday evening in a one-cart accident less than a mile from his home in the villages. Uh, I'm trying to see where that's at. It doesn't really say. Uh, as detailed in his arrest report, Devan apparently drove his red golf cart over a concrete curb, breaking his axle and dislodging the windshield. The golf cart is the preferred mode of transportation for elderly villages people who like to think of the sprawling development as Florida's friendliest hometown. Upon cockna- uh, contacting cockta-acting. upon contacting Devan, who was not injured in the wreck, police suspected that the oct- octogenarian who was slurring his words and smelled of booze had been drinking. Uh, 
Pictured above, Devan was unsteady on his feet and unable to perform field sobriety tests. His, his mugshot he looks drunken. A pair of breath tests registered his blood alcohol content at nearly twice the legal limit. When speaking with the cops, Devan reportedly explained that he was watching President Trump on TV, then got really mad at what he said. Devan added that he began consuming vodka after enduring the current president's performance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, I know this is kind of like leading it, leading into politics a little bit, but we're not, I'm not going to read you the rest about what they're saying. That this guy, yeah, you know, this is some Trump was saying some things on the TV that was stupid as fuck. And, and this guy said, man, I'm just going to start drinking vodka. <laughs> I'm just going to start pounding vodka. Um, Devan, who crashed his golf cart about 90 minutes after Trump stopped speaking, did not specify which of the multimillionaire's remarks allegedly uh, caused him to hit the bottle. But uh, he is a registered voter and he has never declared party affiliation, according to state records. Uh, he was charged with DUI. He was booked into the Sumter County Jail in the misdemeanor uh, count, released the following morning after posting a $1,000 bond. Devan's arrest report does not reveal what brand of alcohol he turned to in the wake of Trump's TV appearance, but a bottle of Trump vodka, which was discontinued a decade ago, was likely not the culprit. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see what they did there. Uh, yo, Trump's out here getting people fucking DUIs. Fucking, yeah. Get on the floor. <laughs> Man. Um... What it is, what I want to know, what is it exactly about Florida that gets people fucking naked all the time? That's my next question for you. What, what brings people to just trip? I know it's hotter than a motherfucker out here, but the like, and then if you're getting naked, uh, this is a disclaimer for all my friends out there. If you're getting naked and you're not going to either shower, sleep, or fuck, I'm just going to tell you that you should triple think about what you're about to do. Because most of the time, when people are getting naked to do something other than those three things I just mentioned, it's never good. I'm going with never good, and then it's also bizarre and eccentric and fucking out there. And then you end up on shows like mine. Um, we're going to Lake City, Florida for this one, where a man from Jacksonville is in jail after police say he broke into a home while completely naked. Lake City police say one of the home's occupants heard a noise, and when they checked what it was, they found 44-year-old Willis Hudson crawling into an open window. The homeowner ran into the other room to alert another of the home's occupants. The second occupant began to fight Hudson while the first ran to a nearby house, according to police. During the altercation, the homeowner stabbed Hudson in the neck with a knife, then fled the home. Hudson chased the two with a chair to the second home, according to police. When he was unable to make entry into the second home, he fled to an SUV that was driven by a woman. Outside of the first home, investigators located clothing and a wallet belonging to Hudson. Uh, Baker County deputies located Hudson, who had, cut, who had a cut to his neck, consistent with being stabbed, and placed him under arrest. Hudson is charged with burglary with battery and attempted burglary to a dwelling, causing over $1,000 of damage. What about... Public nudity. They're not going to charge him with that. No nudity charge there. No indecent exposure. I don't, what is it? Why was he naked? That's You know, I, like, I have a lot of questions, but I, I really just have one, which is, why were you naked? What part of being naked? Like, are you so high that you're like, yo, I'm going to break into this house because I need to get some more money for my next fucking, you know, my next fucking hit or whatever. But 
I really think these clothes are going to slow me down. Oh, these clothes. <laughs> Come on, man. What the fuck? Haven't you ever watched any spy movie ever? Never not a never was there ever a time. Ethan Hunt, James Bond, fucking Danny Ocean, fucking Vin Diesel, like Triple X, whatever. None of these motherfuckers ever stripped down naked to fucking to commit the heist. None of them. Ever. So what is it about these motherfuckers that like you know what I'm saying? Now, if, if you if you told me, hey, the dude got super high, and then he was like, yo, I'm going to be like the Matrix, and now I'm going to fucking jump off a building, and I'm going to fucking jump to the next one. I'd be like, well, I could see what he was trying to do there. But when you break into a house naked, there is literally no fucking reference for that. There is no story, no fable, no legend of any cool shit happening when it, somebody was fucking naked. You know what I'm saying? Other than what I just said, fucking sleeping and showering you know what i'm saying or being born or being dead like <laughs> that's it um so a hey, salute to all the floridians out there committing crimes in the nude because i just i just never will understand it and um hey you guys salute to you guys all right <laughs> shit um all right we got another Karen situation out here in Jacksonville. An, an update, really. We didn't, I don't think we can't uh, covered this story on the show, but I did see this story. And it was a lady uh, in a store, uh, in a Pier 1 store. And the video went viral, and she was arguing with a, uh, with a, uh, someone who worked there, a cashier, I want to say. And the lady was wearing a mask. Uh, the, the employee was wearing a mask. And the customer, the Karen, she was not wearing a mask and she was very belligerent i think maybe she was being asked to leave the store because she didn't have a mask on and she was fucking pissed off about that shit and she was like i'm here to get my motherfucking pier one imports bitch um and they got into it anyway you know where this is going but the the weird part about the video is that she came up to the to the employee and coughed um on her like she was like well i might as well just cough on you then and she went up and went and fucking coughed on her well, here's your fucking 2020 update. <coughs> According to a warrant obtained by First Coast News, Miss um, Hunter has been charged with assault. Chlor According to Florida statutes, an assault is an intentional, unlawful threat by word or act to do violence to the person of another, <coughs> uh, coupled with an apparent ability to do so and doing some act which creates a well-founded fear in such other person that such violence is imminent. <coughs> Uh, that sounds about right. Hunter was arrested on July 22nd. She bonded out immediately and is scheduled to be arraigned on August 19th. Damn, this bitch got fucking, this bitch got locked up for fucking coughing on somebody. Goddamn, 2020 undefeated in this bitch. Um, maybe don't cough on anybody else. That would be good, especially during the time we're living in. And especially because you're just mad that you have to follow a fucking policy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a store policy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, everybody's accepted at this point <coughs> that you have to wear shoes and a shirt in, like, to walk into most establishments because it's been like that for a long time. But do you think that when they first passed that law, you know, somebody was like, yo, man, we can't be having barefoot caveman in this motherfucker anymore. We need to fucking make everyone wear shoes. I'm pretty sure. I wonder if there was, like, a, a resistance to those new rules you know like nah man fuck that i'm in here with no shirt on because i need to get my pure one imports but i don't want to wear short sh shorts or a shirt or shoes what the fuck um <coughs> yeah 
Well, this lady is, she's part of the resistance. And now she's been charged with fucking assault. Damn. What a story you have to tell your grandkids. Like, yeah, I got, I got locked up once for assault. What did you do? Damn, did you like, did you get naked and break into a house? No, nah, nothing that adventurous or cool. Uh, basically, what I did was um, <coughs> I just coughed on a bitch. That's it. I just coughed. Damn, that was it? Yeah, 2020, undefeated. Get on the floor. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, one, one last little tidbit from Florida. Um, our lovely governor, Ron DeSantis, is just killing the game. Fucking, and I, I mean killing, I mean like literally killing us. Um, five people who attended the same sheriff's meeting as Mr. Ron DeSantis tested positive for coronavirus recently in Tallahassee. Uh, it was a Florida Sheriff's Association meeting last week. Um, July 27th meeting at a Bonita Springs hotel. It brought together 60 people from across the state. The association exceeded social distancing guidelines. Uh, face masks were required at the meeting. Each table sat a single person and they were 10 feet apart. Uh, that's what the fucking PR says. But two days later, though, an unidentified attendee notified the Florida Sheriff's Association of a positive test for COVID. Uh, by Friday, uh, another four or five people. So a few people came down with it there. Um but they're saying Ron DeSantis is still a fucking A-OK. Because you know it's going to be bad news for him if he fucking comes up with a positive test. Um, <laughs> man, DeSantis has just been getting drugged through the motherfucking mud out here. They are not fucking with this guy. Um, so anyways, yeah. They had a gathering. 60 people got together. A handful of them tested positive for coronavirus after. And the hits just keep on coming. Florida, baby. Uh. All right. Well, I'm kind of running through it today. I'm just, I just got a few stories lined up for you. Nothing too crazy, but uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just one of them days, one of them weeks. I'm trying to, trying to do my best to punch my way through it. That's it. That's really it. We can do this, people. Keep your fucking heads up. Let's, let's just band together. I know I was, you know, poking fun at my guy, uh, Garnet last week you know and, and he took it like a champ and i just want to say this hey um everything i ever say on this show is all mostly in jest especially if it involves like an exchange with a fan or friend or family member of any kind always in fun even if it's some sort of discourse between us or we like you know what i mean i just want to let you know it's all in good fun and i respect everybody who's ever had like any kind of fucking back and forth with me through this show or online most of the time it's always civil um so shout out to everybody out there that knows how to fucking have some civil discourse as they say um so shout out to you I love you guys. I love everybody, bro. I just, I just want to, you know what I'm saying? Peace, love, dove. I just want to keep it all together. Fuck a doodle do. And just like, you know what I'm saying? And just live this life. That's it. It's, not, it's nothing, nothing too hard to ask. Speaking of getting philosophical and living this life, I believe we have a continuing segment to get to. Are you guys ready? We took a poll on Twitter and most of you, I think a high percentage of you voted to keep this fucking shit going. And that's exactly what we're about to do right now. It's my two Spence. You'll recognize it's uh, Spencer here. Biggest fan. I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Yeah, you recognize Spencer here. A long time caller. I've been calling him for years. My two Spence. 
it's my two spins My two spins Oh, you got an opinion? Oh, you can't have it, cause it's my two spins Spins, yeah So for our first actual segment on epistemology, uh, we need to start by talking about open-mindedness and critical thinking. Uh, what are they and can we actually achieve them? Everyone probably has a decent idea of what open-mindedness is, at least in theory. Uh, it's like being open to trying new things and hearing ideas, and nowadays it might kind of be tangled up in the idea of being woke or whatever. Uh, I think we probably all have at least this kind of basic understanding of what the definition of open-mindedness is, right? Um, my question to you, the audience member and Rack, uh, is in your actual daily life, do you feel like you are open-minded? Uh, and really consider this for a second, because I'm sure you can imagine, uh, if you were to ask anyone that you just like grab off the street, uh, like, are you open-minded? Would anyone say no? Uh, and here's a secondary question to this. Are you open-minded to the idea that you might be closed-minded? Aristotle was really big on the idea of virtues. Uh, virtue to him was like a muscle. It's a skill in the sense that it's something you have to work at constantly to get truly good at. Uh, and if you stop working at it, you'll start to lose it. Things like being humble, being charitable, uh, no one is a perfect master at those types of things, and no one is a complete stranger to them either, right? Uh, all of us are somewhere in between, and the best we can do is constantly try to strengthen our virtues, right? In my mind, open-mindedness is just like that. It's a virtue that we can never just say, like, oh, I've achieved it, because to say out loud that you've achieved it kind of proves that you haven't. Uh, if you're following me, a person, if a person were to say, oh, I'm, I'm a really humble person, well, maybe it's true in most aspects of their lives, but they're actively not being humble about being humble, right? So likewise, if I were to say, I am open-minded, I'm actively closing my mind to the idea that I might not actually be open-minded at all. And this brings me to critical thinking. If you were to ask me what is the most important thing that I think kids aren't taught in school currently, uh, I would without hesitation say critical thinking. Critical thinking is, is just that. It's thinking critically, you know, like really analyzing something from every possible angle that you can think of, uh, being skeptical in a healthy way, uh, being rational, objective, and just like really questioning every aspect of something. So when I ask you, are you open-minded, I'm asking you to really be critical of your yourself. Critical thinking is such a broad and all-encompassing thing that I'll probably be like constantly calling back to it through these segments um, because it's the most important tool that we have when we start trying to answer these big questions. The earliest writings on critical thinking we have are from Socrates, told by Plato, uh, and if you're not familiar with any of the Socratic dialogues, I highly recommend them. They're super fascinating. Um, yeah, they're just, they're really good reads. Socrates, in these writings, decides that one cannot depend upon those in power to have knowledge and insight. He believed that just because someone was in power with influence, uh, they could still very much be irrational or confused about the world. Uh, so Socrates' conclusion is that an individual needs to be critical about their life and the world, uh, and that we ask probing, deep questions about something before we just accept it as truth. He said that you should seek out evidence, use reason, and super importantly, um, this is something we forget so much today, consider the implications, not just of, of what is said, but what is done. 
um, we often leave the implications and consequence of certain ideas and beliefs out of the conversation, and that's super dangerous because ideas have real-world impact, for better or worse, and a critical thinker should consider the impacts of their beliefs when they're applied to the real world. Critical thinking is all about wanting to find the truth, the actual truth. Um, it's about being mature and arguing in good faith, which again just basically means that knowing the truth about something is always the ultimate goal, even if it means you have to admit that something else you believed was wrong, even if it means that you have to say, uh, my side's quote-unquote stance on this is wrong. Um, and it's that's so important, everyone. It's okay to say oh, I was wrong about this, or, you know, I learned new information and I've adjusted my stance about this. That's not only okay, it's super healthy, and it's the sign of a mature, rational person who is open to new information. Uh, and the final thing I want to say today is it's also more than okay to just say, I don't know enough about this topic to comment on it. Um, it feels like everyone today feels like they need to have a stance on something, and the thing that an open-minded critical thinker would do is just say, you know, I don't really know much about this at all. Um, I'd love to know more about it, but I don't think I should take a stance on it now because I, I don't know enough about it to take a stance. Um, I've seen like, you know, one or two politicians actually do this and like, God, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air when you hear someone who can just say that because none of us are scientists or economists or whatever, right? None of us have enough time to know everything about everything, obviously, and we should be able to say that. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, try to keep all this in mind in your daily lives. Actively practice open-mindedness and critical thinking. Uh, always try to be better at it. Uh, we'll continue talking about this stuff next week. Back to you, Rec. Yeah. Thank you, Spence. That's it. You heard the man. Fucking stay open-minded, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, open-mindedness is fucking important, you know? Shit. I, I think I'm relatively open-minded. And even though I'm a Taurus and I'm stubborn and I hate change, I fucking hate change. I'm pretty open-minded, though. Um, now, I try to be open-minded, but that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And especially in this day and age, what I really like about what you said, though, is motherfuckers, it is fine, 100% fine to be not knowing some shit. It's very fine to not know the answer to something, you know? I When I was young, I think a lot of people when they're young are scared to admit they don't know something because they think it makes them look stupid. And then you get a grip on a certain security in your age. I mean, some people have it when they're young, but I, it took me a while to get that shit. Now I'm happy to be like, somebody be like, oh, you ever heard of this? And I'm like, nope, what's that? I don't give a fuck. Um, and it's so nice to be able to do that because when you pretend to know about it, the person then doesn't tell you anything about it and you don't learn shit. But if you can fucking find it in your heart to go, nope, I have no idea what that is. I don't care if it makes me not cool. Like, what is that? Never heard of it. Break break, break it down for me. Then you will learn more shit. And you'll feel better about yourself because you won't be lying all the fucking time. I used to fucking skip answers like that all the time. And it started to get exhausting. Fuck that. No, I don't know. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is epistemology? All right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Now I know. Because I just said I didn't know. Uh, so thank you, Spence. I appreciate that. Um, before we go to the breakdown this week, I just, as, as Spence was talking there, I was closing some windows and I came up on a fucking wild story that I somehow missed a few days ago. Um, so let me just add in a random headline here before we move on. Um, did anyone else hear about the fucking, uh, Russian rapper who fucking got chopped up by his wife? Anybody catch this? What the fuck? Um, her name is Marina Kuk. 
Kukal. She's 36 and she's been detained as the Russian uh, as Russian murder detectives investigate how the singer known as Andy Cartwright, 30 years old, real name Alexander Yushko, died. Um, fucking she confessed to severing his limbs and keeping some body parts in her fridge, which some people are saying that she did in front of her two year old. Goddamn dark turn. Uh, but state investigators say they have no proof yet from initial forensic tests that she killed her husband. Kukal is being held, quote, for her own protection from his angry fans, uh, according to one report citing Russian law enforcement. Investigators fear Cartwright's followers may take revenge on her for the death of their idol. Damn, I never even, I tried to search this dude on Spotify, I couldn't find shit. Uh, she has told police she found the singer dead from a drug overdose at their elite St. Petersburg apartment and did not want his followers to know he had died such an inglorious death. She aimed to dispose of the rapper's body and then say he had gone missing. Mm. Likely story. Uh, there are also reports that he had heart problems. Uh, Kukal claimed he had started taking drugs after becoming depressed during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh-oh. She used a knife, hammer, hacksaw, plastic bowl, and chopping board in dismembering him over four days. That's some cold-ass Russian shit. Uh, investigators denied reports attributed to them that some body parts have been cleaned in the family's washing machine, yet some human organs, including the stomach, were reported to be missing from the family apartment. The Russian investigative committee, it had sought uh, the widow's formal arrest on suspicion of murder despite the lack of concrete evidence. Kukal's lawyer said the remains were kept in Alexander's room in black bin liners and in a fridge. The smell was only in this room. She seemed to be absolutely insane, uh, absolutely sane, sorry, although very nervous, but she can be un understood. She does not look to me like a mad drug addict. Um, she explained the situation quite coherently, but kept repeating, what have I done? What have I done? Oh, man, this is crazy. Kukal called in her lawyer and the police after realizing she morally and psychologically appalled about her plan to dismember her Ukrainian-born husband's body. Uh, the lawyer claimed that if she is telling the truth, she committed no crime in Russian law. Because apparently you can just chop motherfucker up, even, you know, after they die, if you didn't kill them, and you're totally good. Uh, forensic tests are underway to establish the cause of death. Damn! What a crazy fucking story. Wow, I came crazy. I'm surprised I didn't hear about that sooner. There you go. If I ever go missing, just check the fridge, please. Make sure my wife didn't chop me up in front of my twins, all right? Dark turn. <laughs> all right, on a lighter note. That's not a good segue. On a lighter note, let's fucking load up this week's breakdown. What up, Rick? It's Nick out in Idaho again. Um, I was just wanting, wondering about a breakdown this time, uh, Anxiety Attacks. Cause that's been one of my go-to songs for the longest time on nights I can't sleep and just have too much stress. Which, more, more so lately, just because the world's been so fucked. And I know most of, all of us have been feeling it together. Well, most of us, anyways. But, yeah, I just was wondering what events transpired for you to write that, just because... It's helped me through some really rough nights, and, you know, I really appreciate you for that. And other than that, you know, as always, just much love to you and the rest of the crew. And hopefully get to see you guys soon. Much love.
said my sad songs fuck with a psyche It's tough to keep it light Sometimes to even right I gotta travel out far where the sunrise meets the beach at night Just leak the secret twice I know the odds are stacked against us in this laundromat We drop coin, we get it clean, we live again, we call them back See, this is not another tale of suicide This is an anthem for the ones that know it's random when we do or die I know I just sent you the voicemail Life's a bitch, so use your time while on the line to leave me some insightful shit Cause it could be the last thing that you say Last thing I hear, hear, here today, gone, gone tomorrow So I'll just take my place and cheer In this cash parade, I'll just relax and stay low Cause the straight bullets fly high above the palisade Another matinee, another flashback to feeling up girls on the bus And hoping they don't back away sister never passed away I often think what other path we take this life is hidden in the siren song if you can pick it out see you just might be lucky and survive it all yeah I'm trying to find a little kid in me I know where he's hiding I'm trying not to let him go without becoming my own enemy I just wanted you to know can't you see this anxiety is killing me Ah, man, that one takes me back. Uh, that is Anxiety Attacks off my first um, Strange Music album. It's actually technically my second official album, but um, it's my first album, my first solo album on Strange Music. And um, the album's called The War Within. And uh, shit, man, we did a little fucking guerrilla style video in Miami for it, and it's it should be at a million hits, but because they split the videos back then up onto Strange Music's channel and then also onto a Vivo channel, um, one video has 756,000 hits and one video has 305,000 hits. So I'm just going to say it's at a million, but it should be at a million anyways, whatever. Um, that's neither here nor there. I'm just stat keeping. Don't mind me. Uh, the song's important to me because at the time the general like consensus was to lead when you're going to drop a song promoting your upcoming album to drop something like more up-tempo aggressive they call them street singles you know you want something that's like fucking a banger basically and I, at the time i felt so strongly about anxiety attacks and I didn't want to lead with anything else that I was pushing to lead with this. I think it's also because we had a video for anxiety attacks first. And so it was a little bit, there was people doubting whether or not it was the best idea to lead with that song. And I was like, man, let's do it. Like, I just, I feel it's, it's ready. It's there. It's good. It's like, it's my kind of vibe. Like, I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me just roll with this. And they did. Everyone is strange. Let me roll with it. And and the reactions were so genuine because I feel like there are a lot of people out there that have been through what that record explains and relate to that song a lot. And um, it's nice to know when you're going through real, real deal anxiety, real like stress, real strain. It's nice to know that there are other people going out there with you, going on, you know, going through it with you. You're not alone. I, I think that's always been an important thing. Um, so in the subsequent years after releasing this record being on the road and hearing from people that's the song that people it's it's one of the top three songs that people you know referred to me 
when they talk about like enjoying my catalog. So Rise would be another one, Anxiety Attacks, and then obviously, uh, you know, when a bunch of Mayday tracks, Shortcuts and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> when I heard this beat, Sharp Sound gave me the beat and it just, it just took me to that place, man. It gave me the same vibe that uh, the Lil Wayne single beat gave me to write One Too Many. It just, I wrote it super late at night and it just was very introspective and somber. And um, yeah, it just took me to that place, man. And what's crazy about it is too, when Sharp initially made it, he made it with a sample. And I, I used it with the sample in, in, in the beginning. I wrote it to the beat with the sample, but we couldn't get the sample cleared so we ended up having to strip down the whole fucking song and rebuild it from scratch so we rebuilt the song from scratch and i think it was all meant to be because it ended up coming out better anyways in in retrospect most of the time when you have to do that it's very hard to like the 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 end result as much as you liked what you initially had with the sample because samples are just so hard to replicate there's so many different intricacies that you can't like as soon as you take them out you lose a lot of you lose a lot of dynamics you know but now I can't even I can't even remember what the sample version sounds like anymore. I just hear this version and that's it. It just sounds great to me. Um, so shout out to Sharp Sound. Shout out to Danny Keys who played the the keys on this one when we were recreating the beat. Um, and yeah, I made a really cool video with the Novice Brothers and Burns uh, directing, co-directing, and uh, just it just hit the fucking vibe so well. Um, and I, I like the song, man. It's just it's. It's another song as well that I thought I would not be able to perform live and it became one of my favorite songs to perform live because people just feel that shit so much that it's hard to not feel the energy exchange when performing this song, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just uh, definitely one of the songs in my solo career I'm very proud of and I'm still waiting for the main video to hit a million fucking hits, all right, <laughs> since I'm stack keeping. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, there it is. Motherfucking anxiety attacks. Um, I appreciate the request, Nicholas. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you, Nick. Appreciate you. Um, that's anxiety attacks off the war within. Spin that shit today if you haven't heard it. Check out the video. Let's bump that video up to a million hits, please. Fuck. It's been so long. The video's seven years old now. That's crazy. Uh, go to the one on the Strange Music Inc. channel. It's the one that has the most hits. I want to push that one over a million. They should let me combine the one on vivo and the one on strangers channel they should just let me combine those views man that's bullshit technicality i hate technicalities <laughs> um all right so there it is uh let's uh i know i got a few lines uh for this week before we wrap it up so let's uh let's let's do a couple lines all right if you're anything like me you're struggling to make ends meet but you also want to support the gtfoh podcast am i right i think i have a solution Follow my Postmates referral link and you can become a Postmates food delivery driver and qualify for a new driver bonus guarantee. Now, anytime a new driver meets that bonus guarantee, a referral bonus fee is paid out to the person who referred them. That would be me. I will donate any referral bonuses paid out to me to the GTFOH podcast between now and the end of this year. So let's get it, guys. Earn some extra money and help me and you all support the GTFOH podcast. 
at Ralph Garcia 305 on Twitter for more details. Yeah, let me find out. My guy, Ralph Garcia, Mr. Drama in the motherfucking house. That's family right there. Avid listener of the show, avid supporter of me and Mayday's music. Uh, been going to our Miami shows since before we was even doing Miami shows, for real. Um, that's family right there, and I appreciate that. He hit me up on Twitter asking me if that was cool, and I was like, hey, man, shit. Um, I'm down. If you're down, fuck it. Let's go. So if you're interested and you're looking for a way to make some extra bread, um, you get linked up uh, from Ralph through uh, Postmates, and then you can get out there, and then once you hit, I think you have to be, he said you have to be on for, if you're on working for like 30 days, then uh, they'll kick a bonus, I think, to both of you or just to him. I don't know how that works, and then he's going to donate his share of that new driver bonus situation uh, to the show, which is fucking cool, man. I appreciate that. So if anybody's interested, uh, hit up at Ralph Garcia 305 on Twitter. And uh, get linked up, make some bread, you know what I'm saying? And also support your favorite podcast. It's a win, fucking win, fucking win, all right? Uh, That's tight, Ralph. I appreciate the look. Thank you so much for thinking of us. That's the fucking truth. Be safe out there on them streets. I hope the podcast helps you when you're on the go. And um, be safe out there. Be safe out there, all right? But also get this bread. Um, So, yeah. Uh, so if anybody's interested and if you uh, can't find the link or you need any assistance, holler at your boy on socials and I'll make sure you guys get linked up. Uh, appreciate you, Ralph. You're the fucking man. Much love to you, bro. Let's do one more line before we wrap it up. Yo, Rick, it's Denny here. Just wanted to say, loved your verse, everybody track on the Mersey EP. Especially love your singing on it. Mm-hmm. Truly underrated. Every track you sung on your in your catalog sounds really good. Just something about your voice. Unique, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So I'm always looking forward to hearing more vocals like that from you. Also want you to congratulate you on 25 episodes. That's no small feat given the schedule you keep raising twins in this fucking pandemic slamming the world right now. So take pride in what you've accomplished. Really for me, 2020 is going to be remembered by me as the year Rick killed the game with Pressure Point, as a producer with Cheat Code, and as a podcaster. So if you ain't up to speed, you can get the fuck out of here. Fuck everything else. And what the sheep say. Peace, Gagne. Yeah, my guy Gagne. French for win, motherfuckers. Um, thank you, brother. Our official stat keeper for the GTFOH podcast. Always showing love. Always hit me with the positivity. You know what I mean? Shit. That's why I love Canadians. They're the fucking truth. Uh, little bundles of positivity you fucking people are, I tell you. <laughs> you people. What do you mean by you people? Uh, Gagne, fuck yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Murders in Miami EP is out now on his Patreon. It'll be live on my Patreon on August 21st, including all the instrumentals plus one bonus track uh, that wasn't available before. And um, there's a new video out for the single called Verse Everybody that you can find on Murs's, uh YouTube channel. They did a killer video for it. Uh, super fucking dope. They did a little homage to uh, us, the uh, Jordan Peele flick. And um, yeah, man, I love the joint. I, I, I had sat on it for some time and uh, I, 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 I intended it for it to go a diff- couple different places and it didn't really get picked up. I pitched it to Merge for his last album even. And timing just wasn't right. But for this project, we made it work. And I'm so glad we did. I'm so proud of the record. I'm like honored to fucking produce an EP for Murs, who's been one of my rap heroes for a long time. And uh, the project came out really dope. I can't wait for you guys to hear the whole thing. Um, and yeah, 25 episodes, man. We fucking did it. Let me find out. Let me find out we're a quarter of a way to our centennial. 
Uh, very fucking cool I'm, I'm happy to still be here I'm glad you guys are still listening I know it's still hard for a lot of people to listen to podcasts Or ingest their normal media With life being such the fucking shit casserole that it has been recently But like I continually say I appreciate you guys And for the people that haven't been around Or been you know, not on their regular commute Hey, I'll be here when you fucking come back whether you want to just jump into the new episodes or start all the way from the beginning and binge listen to this motherfucker, baby. Come on, listen to me get better as a podcaster. One episode at a time. <laughs> shit, go back to episode one, listen to that shit, and come to this. It's we're getting it's getting more and more comfortable as we go, and we're enjoying each other's company, and I fucking love you guys. 25 episodes down. Here's to another 25 more. I think, uh, I think Denny's going to have some wonderful stats for us by the time we get to episode 50. It's going to be amazing. So many fucks. I'm just, I can't wait to count how many fucks there have been together uh, in 50 episodes. So I'll see you at episode 50. For now, that's episode number 25. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please, if I go missing, check the fridge uh, and wash your hands, stay safe, and you know, I guess wear a mask. I don't want to eat my own dick. <laughs> I love you guys, man. Pressure Point Meridian 3 is out August 14th. The listening party exclusive for the Wrecking Crew is this Friday, August 7th on patreon.com forward slash W-R-E-K-O-N-I-Z-E. You know what the fuck it is. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Positivity in a fucked up world. Let's keep it going. Give me the song. It's that time again. We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people It's time to go home Yep Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad. You're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck out of here. Finish up that beer. Arrivederci, sayonara Get the fuck out Ciao, good night Bye-bye, so long, farewell Get See you later, out. alligator In a wild crocodile, shaking now Get the fuck out Get the, Get the fuck out of here Come on, give me a out. fucking break Can I get a refill, please? Hey, Get the you fuck, fuck out. face, get out The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at the GTFOH Podcast.com. Just what the world needed one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here.